When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with another week in the end zone with Coach Noel Mazzoni, and we're going to talk about some different concepts today. Formation into the boundary. We're going to talk about the explosiveness of Ole Miss offense and a little bit about Wake Forest's slow mesh play. So, Noel, another great weekend of, of football, and we're really starting to get through the season, too. Yeah, it's hard to believe we're already, what, starting the fifth weekend of college football? Yeah. And it's been, it's been every week's been awesome. You think that's a great weekend of football. Can't be as good the next weekend. And it's, it's just as good or better the next weekend. Fun to see the, the stadiums full and all the energy and the tennis stadiums and the kids playing. It's been a lot of fun. Definitely. And we've, we've said that this season probably is, is not going to see multiple undefeated teams. I don't know if we'll see one. I mean, there was a close call for Alabama the other day. Uh, just getting by Florida. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was another uh, good game. Just good football out there right now, which is what we needed. What this country needed was some good football. Absolutely. Well, Coach, let's get into it here. The first thing I'm going to focus on, and, and we mentioned this as we were talking about game planning. It was either last week or the week before, but looking at the opportunity for formation into the boundary and, and talking to uh, uh, an FCS coordinator, this weekend, uh, he asked me to, to ask you specifically about that and, and what you're uh, looking for as far as a certain front, a certain type of defense. Are you looking for strength-based defense versus field-based defense? What are the things that prompt you to say there's a good opportunity for formation into the boundary this week? So I think like how I, it hits my brain is, is that, you know, offense is all about numbers and leverage. We're always trying to outnumber, outleverage the defense. And so um, first thing I look at is, is this defense we're playing, are they a field defense or formation defense team? All right. And if you're a field defense team, then the first thing that comes into mind is, is, is FIB plays. Mm-hmm. All right. And I like to tempo those in there too. So like if you're a five and a half, five and a half team, or you're just going to basically defend the field, then I figure, I think I can get numbers on you into the boundary. The next thing is, 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 okay, how are you setting your front? Are you a field front or a formation front team? So if I know you're always setting the three technique to the back, no matter where the formation is, or are you always setting the three technique to the field, no matter what the formation is? So those are the, those are the two main things, is if I line up with FIB, uh, you know, three by one into the boundary, am I gaining an advantage by numbers, or am I gaining an advantage by, by the front by leverage? So that's the first two things. And mostly tempo, a lot of, you know, mostly tempo plays. Because I always think this, all right, if you're going to roll the coverage, if I'm three by one into the field, into the boundary, and your defense says it needs to roll the coverage into the boundary for my three by one, right, then I know I've got space 
all right? And I've got one-on-one opportunities to feel with my receiver over there. And really, nobody nobody to help him. Maybe a deep middle safety, that's it, okay? So there's an advantage. Then I know if you're going to roll the coverage that way, are you then sliding the front away? So how does that fit to my run game? How, so, what, so I know what kind of runs I can I can scheme up there. Now, if you're if you're not, so if you say no, I I, I don't want to leave my my corner out there on an island with all that grass out there by himself. So I'm gonna either balance up the secondary, the back end, or, or roll the coverage back to the middle of the field as in a split safety look. Or I've got to walk the wheel out there or whatever. I got to add a guy out there to help to the field to my single receiver side. Then obviously now I think I'm gaining numbers into the boundary. So that's kind of where it all starts with the FIB stuff to see, all right, what is their adjustment to it? Or do they just say, screw it, and they play, two, uh, you know, four two five, and they just play cover three to the field. Well, now I definitely have the numbers in the boundary. When you look at those packages for you, what are some of your favorite runs and, and pass concepts that you like to use, knowing that obviously the space is cut down there? You know, obviously the receiver screens, the key screens out there into the boundary, and I usually attach that with uh, some sort of a zone read or, uh, you know, some kind of six-man, five-man surface in there. Now, if I'm going to add the tight end and go three-by-one in the boundary, so if they're going to be a post-safety team, so now I, I can put in conflict the nickel player into the boundary and RPO off of him. If they want to play split safety and, and walk the nickel out into the boundary on number two, then I've got the numbers and I've, I've evened up the, the box for me to run the football. And then the, the next thing is, is where they're putting the shades, right? If they're putting the shade, now we're not talking three, four fronts. We're just talking four down fronts. If where they're putting if they're, if they're going to now, because I put tight end into the boundary, right? And they want to put the three technique there and now the shade to the field, right? Where I've got grass, I kind of like split back deer teams. So I've got, I've got numbers and grass out there. So now I can run my stretch or my pin pull, all right, or my zone read back to the boundary and read the defensive end. So they want to adjust to your formation into the boundary as in roll the coverage that way, all right? So now I'm thinking, okay, I've got grass and space to the field. So most of, my, most of the routes will start, will start levels or whatever and start to work their, their selves back all right, to the, to, you know, trying to flood the, the field now with your with your concepts. I loved using it. We typically carried, because we would see a lot of field defense, we did carry uh, quite a bit of formation into the boundary in, in the packages we would put together. One of my favorite was taking that tight bunch, right? So you're, you're th- you know, usually with a tight end at the point and, and your other receivers in there. I know we ran like some split zone and some pin pull, and then what I really liked, though, is, you know, run the ball into the boundary and then get your nakeds back out to the field, right? You get the quarterback out on the edge and you have your receivers now really coming into a lot of space. Right, right. You got a lot of grass out there. Yeah. The, the one thing we, we really realized, though, is you want to reduce that receiver split to the field, too. So as you move your formation that way into the boundary, typically that guy you know, is, you know, a certain distance from the tackle. We actually may, would maintain that. We didn't tell him to get out wider. We would maintain that because he still has enough room if we wanted to throw any kind of quick game inside where he could do that. But now his space to the outside is greater. And 
when he takes his guy out of there, especially if we're running play action and dragging those guys back and getting those crossers, now there's a lot of space for those guys to to run to as well without anybody right. outside of them. Right, right. And, I, and I've always been a big tempo guy with uh, three-by-one in the boundary because I just want the defense to have to think and have to change their spacing. You know, it's just not something they do a lot of. Usually it's three-by-one and three-by-ones to the field. And now, now, mm-hmm. now, so I like to tempo and make those guys make quick decisions as far as alignments and, all right, am I in the box, out of the box, oh, the three techniques or whatever, all right? So, yeah, I've, I've been doing that for uh, a while, and I like that stuff. So, Coach, the next one we want to focus on is uh, Ole Miss, uh, a team you've liked to watch this season. Very explosive and a lot of big plays out of those guys. Yeah, it's why I love why and you know Lane Lane's always been good, and then Libby. I mean, I think those guys do a great job. They do a good job of is making the defense defend the whole field, right? Mm-hmm. So they create spaces all over the place, and then they do a very good job of getting the ball in their playmakers' hands in space. And then, like, I've always felt this way about the, about spread teams. You know, when you don't have a tight end, you only got five blockers, and, you know, it's play fast, get the ball out quick, is that the tendency to, to, that you have to watch out for offensively is you tend to play the game in a 55-by-10-yard uh, 10, 10 uh, box. You know, you you right. got to have verticals. You got – we never do enough vertical, like like extend the defense. So they start – the safety start, you know, playing flatter. The corners start playing flatter. So everything's like in that 10-yard box. And then when you watch like Ole Miss play, I mean, they make you cover the deep part of the field. Like Leach. Like Leach is, is going to run a lot of mesh and all that, which is – you know, all that underneath stuff, throwing it quick, getting it out, doing all that kind of stuff. But he also does a great job of you also got to stop uh, verticals with him. I mean, he'll throw, he'll, throw, he'll throw 20 verticals on you in a game. And I think that's smart right. by those guys is making the defense defend the whole field. Don't make them defend just the field from the, from the line of scrimmage to 15 yards deep. Make them defend the field from the line of scrimmage to the goal line. When you're a spread tempo team, is something you have to make yourself do. Coach, switching gears here back to the the run world and RPOs, a team that for me has been very fun to watch. And, and I started studying what they do back in 2019 when they started implementing this slow mesh. And when I say slow, I mean it is slow. They They will literally walk the ball to the line of scrimmage, quarterback, and the running back, both of them have hands on the ball. And then as he gets to the line, he's going to make that decision to, to give or pull. And they run it with multiple schemes. It's inside zone. It's their stretch play. It's their counter play. I think I saw him run power with it. And there's nothing that I've ever seen like it. Now, the interesting part is you could tell in, in looking at what they do that this is very well coordinated and married to what the offensive line is doing because when, when I time this out, I put them on a stopwatch and studying these games and that, that mesh in some points would take 2.9 seconds till the quarterback pulled the ball out and threw an RPO. Well, shoot 2.9 seconds. Your, your line should be probably seven yards downfield at that point. But these guys are, are just spending time on level one. They're driving everything up in, in, uh, in, in combos and waiting for the linebackers to come to them, 
right? It's it's such an interesting way of attacking a defense. I haven't seen anything else like it. No, it's funny you brought that up because, um, gosh, 2017, as at Texas A&M, we played Wake Forest in the bowl game, and that's the first time I saw it. And I was like, what are they doing? I mean, are they is the back screwing up? Or is he supposed to hit? You know, it wasn't your typical, you know, zone read mesh exactly how you're explaining it and uh and i think they ended up beating us like 54 to we could stop at 54 to 51 or something like that and you're right is that it looked like a just a just a mosh pit in there and then all of a sudden that back would bounce out of there and come flying out of a hole and then uh it was almost impossible for the linebacker to fit the to fit the have any chance to fit the run and also fit any kind of pass game behind him because he had he had to get up in the line of scrimmage, and then like as you were talking about, the third thing is their line. It's almost like everybody in the in the in the in the uh, NFL is like running that duo scheme, you know, where it's yes. just heavy. It's just like heavy double team to three, and and just double team him and don't come off until the until the linebacker comes to your level type deal, you know. It's kind of like it's kind of like they've taken that duo scheme and attached their RPO game to it. So yes, Coach Glossin, like I said, when we watched it in 2017, it was like, man, that stuff, that's some cool stuff. How are they doing that? And I still haven't quite figured it out. I did have Coach Glossin on a virtual clinic and he did talk about it. He he didn't necessarily go into the details of what they do, but he showed how they attack teams with the RPO. And again, when, when you're getting, you know, 2.5, even up to 2.9 seconds on this mesh, you know, the typical zone read mesh, because I, I wondered then, okay, they're at 2.5, let's say, what's a typical zone read mesh? It's about 1.3 seconds, right? So you're throwing quick game on that when the ball comes out, which is somewhere that 1.3 to 1.5. Now these guys keeping that ball to 2.9, if you're going drop back, you know, five-step drop or three from the gun, you're, you're, two you're getting seven. through your progression. Yeah, you're getting through your progression there. You're 2.7 to 3.2 yeah. in a five-step drop, right? No, and I'll tell you, Dave, uh, I, I I got to know Dave years ago when he was at Villanova and we used to spend time in clinic together and do one back clinics together. And he's a very, very smart guy. Oh yeah. Very, very smart. Knows football. Uh, he's really an interesting guy and fun guy to, to sit and listen to talk, but yeah, it's pretty cool what they're doing. You're, you're not going to put your safeties into the run fit against those guys, right? They're, Cause if no. you do that, that's a touchdown. I mean, because th- yeah. those guys aren't running, you know, three-step slants on on their uh, on their RPOs. They're running, you know, glance routes, post routes. Yeah. Uh, with these guys, you know, catching the ball somewhere around twelve yards. And they've protected all the gaps in the run game by, by just the, the technique of their old line. So you know, you're not yeah. worried about backers running through and all that kind of stuff. Nick Tabaka is the offensive line coach, and I've I've known him for quite a while, and I know, you know, he he certainly. Uh, studied under John Strollo, and you see a lot of, of the influence of that technique. Though I did call John and see if I could pick his brain and if he knew anything about what these guys were doing. And other than some of the offensive line and footwork, he wasn't quite sure of, of all the other rhyme and reason and strategy. But um, I do think it's brilliant. Now, what I saw different this year, and I, I remember saying it back when I was talking to somebody about this initially, I think what would really cause people issues is if you started to mix the traditional speed of a a zone read with some of this slow stuff 
there's really a lot to work on on for a defense. You have to to wait and really be patient and hold your fit on the slow mesh and on the other one you're reacting quickly. So now it's it's like within a play you're changing up that tempo of of the play that's running. It's really neat stuff. It's intriguing. I wish I wish I knew how they uh, how they coached all that stuff. I'm excited to to get to watch more of them as as we continue to head through this, coach. For you, who are some teams to watch here that? Uh, you think are, are doing some good stuff and and maybe are going to surprise some people as the season grinds on. Well, I was really impressed with Fresno. I mean, they are just a few mm-hmm. points away from probably being a top 15 team. You know, they played Oregon tough, beat UCLA. Uh, they do some really cool stuff uh, on offense. I like watching those guys. Like I said, Ole Miss, I like watching them. I tell you, um, I hadn't watched them in the last week or so, but the, at the start of the season, I thought Virginia Tech, and I really like Virginia Tech and Tulane. And I know Tulane mm-hmm. had a rough time with Ole Miss, but that oh, that Ole Miss offense is a that's 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 a juggernaut right there. That, that's tough. But I I think both Chip and Fuentes and those guys, I think they do a really good job. I like watching them them on offense because their their tempo teams are running a lot of the same run schemes like everybody else is. I think they're doing a real good job. Like if you watch the Kansas City Chiefs of of gaining leverage, uh, formation, stacks, bunches, gaining leverage on people, tying different RPOs or, or, or receiver-type screens instead of just a traditional, you know, two-by-two, three-by-one stuff. So it's almost like it's two, it's two game plans, right? So you game plan your five offensive linemen or, or six if you're using a tight end against an equally numbered box. Then you have to game plan your receivers with your motions, your stacks, your bunches, on the outside to how what they're doing uh, on the back end. So, uh, like a lot of times, like defenses, you know, sometimes some guys some guys game plan their the front their front and then game plan the back end. Well, I think on offense now you almost game do the same thing. You game plan your your run schemes, then you game plan, you know, what complements those run schemes and, and what different looks can I give them? Because you know, defenses have caught, have caught up to the good old fashioned hey. Run the stretch. If the mic, if the backside backer fits the run, throw the backside slant. Well, they know, you know, mm-hmm. they know we're doing that. So you, we, you, you have to have different ways to, you know, attach man beater stacks or bunches. Yeah, it's definitely become even more of a chess match here. The ability to watch more and more film, uh, to learn more online. Certainly, those things I think have changed the game, and and it's made it exciting, right? We see all these things. Even, you know, we've talked about this season, stuff coming back, more of the traditional stuff, but, you know, the, the eye formation stuff, seeing that quite a bit. Watched some Penn State this year, watched it on Saturday night, and you see Mike Yersich doing that, right? They're getting under center and yeah. getting into the eye and running the football. Of course, he's got some, some air raid background and what he does too. So, you know, those systems just being merged and building it around players. Right, right. Well, and I think I think Keith is that, the guys are doing a great job with that stuff and making you defend, you know, not just one system, but to defend, you know, different appearances of maybe the yeah. same schemes, but different appearances under center, gun, motions, uh, unbalanced, whatever. Uh, the schemes aren't changing a lot. I mean, inside zone's inside zone, any way you cut it, right? right. Uh, stretch is stretch, but just how they're giving the defenses, you know, creating extra gaps. Uh, creating, uh, 
you know, things like that for the defense. Nowadays, it used to be if you thought you felt you could score 20, 21, 24 points, you could win a football game, right? It's not like right. that anymore. Exactly. It's not like that. Right. And so, and so I, I believe is that like I think where we just got to really be aware of as a as an, a coordinator and as a play caller is is you've got to create explosive plays. It's something like in a drive, one explosive play, a 12-yard run or a 16-yard pass, your scoring uh, percentage goes up from like 30% to like 70% or something like that. Right, So exactly. I, think, I think all these guys are doing a great job of creating, not just hoping that your guy makes a guy miss, you know, or you squeeze, squeeze through a hole or something like that, or a defensive guy falls down, but but creating ex- explosive plays for your players. And so to do that, knowing your personnel and putting, you know, ske- like, I, like I've always said, right, schemes don't win football games, players win football games. And so as a coach, it's right. our job to put those players in the, in the position to their skill set to where they can create explosives for you. It's definitely fun to watch. And, you know, in the history of, of the game, the, the pendulum swings back and forth between the offense and the defense. The offense comes up with something that's, quote unquote, revolutionary. Usually you could find it somewhere in the past that people were doing that before. But in defense, adjust to change to those types of things. And then the offense changes on, on top of that. You know, you look at, for example, you know, what Iowa State is doing with with the tight front. Well, you know, there was there was a time when a lot of teams just called that, you know, double eagle, right? Now, maybe they played it a, a little bit tighter with three techniques, but, you know, that came back into into the, the defensive world a little bit different, right? It always comes back a little bit transformed, but, you know, we're seeing that now where teams have been built on defense to stop the spread. Um, it used to be, you know, if you opened any defensive playbook, the first thing they were aligned against was the, the pro formation eye, right? A flanker, a tight end, and a, and a split end, and an eye formation, and they would line up their base defense against that. Now you open a defensive playbook, and it's lined, aligned against spread two by two. Right, so just different ways that they adjust. I can remember back in ten, two thousand ten, when I started the temp, when I started running tempo and and you know spread sets, two by two, three by one, and all that. I mean, you may you may play against a three four front one time, right? Right. Now now you have to now you have to play against a three four team half the time or more, uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because because obviously a three four gives the defense more more options on how to line yeah, guys up, where to bring guys from, how to fit things and all that. So, yeah, there's been a definite, there's a definite, just it's always a cycle, right? It's just, it's always moving. It used to be in 2010 and 11, uh, we were a tempo team. And I think, I think us in Oregon might've been the only two tempo teams in the Pac-12. Yeah. You know, and that was our advantage. Because nobody, nobody knew That's how to right. play. No defenses knew how to play against tempo offenses. No, it's it's uh, always interesting to see how this progresses and some of the things that were trending last year. I don't see as much this year. So uh, it's fun to watch. It's fun to be able to to sit back and watch all these games. And certainly, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, watching another week of football and then getting back next week and talking some ball with you. Yep, Keith, I appreciate it, buddy. Have a great week. For some of the resources in this podcast, check the show notes. I will put that link to the Wake Forest Clinic with Dave Clawson talking about how they utilize their RPO. Follow all we're doing this season at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.